Welcome to NDTR Spotlight, the corner of the internet where NDTR shine. I'm your host, Marie Lorraine, and I love when I get emails in my inbox of NDTRs that are nominated either by someone else or themselves. And today we have a special guest who was nominated by a dietitian who saw NDTR Spotlight on the at the Fincy conference. So great way to get more people aware of NDTRs and look at the great benefit. We get to speak to Mariah today, who is doing some incredible things as an NDTR. And I 100% guarantee you will be inspired by this interview. And if that's not enough, I'm gonna tell you a little bit about her before we get to meet her. She has her NDTR credential and a ServeSafe certified. She has her bachelor's in dietetics from the University of Georgia and is currently getting her master's degree in community nutrition. So very ambitious. And her ambition and her dedication to the field as a DTR has been recognized. She was recently awarded with the Georgia Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics Young Diet Technician of the Year for 2020. So we're gonna dive into all of that and see what she's doing. She's currently working in food service and has experience in universities. So without further ado, let's meet Mariah. Mariah, thank you so much for being here. Hello, it's good to, to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, of course. Thank you again for your time and everything you're about to share. So I'd like to start off with everyone I talked to. How did you find out about the NDTR credential? Um, so I'd heard a little bit about it in undergrad, you know, just from classes where we would talk about potential jobs in the future. Um, but I didn't, I didn't really, you know, think about it too hard until I actually met one. Um, so I started working in the nutrition office at UGA Dining Services about a year and a half before I graduated undergrad and um, got to work under the RD here, but also the DTR who previously worked here. Um, and that's kind of how I got a more um, in-person look at what being a DTR is like. That's so exciting. You're the first NDTR I've spoken to who had the opportunity to work with an NDTR before they came an NDTR because there's not that many DTRs out there, unfortunately. Um, so what, what sparked you about what she was doing as a DTR in the job? I really like working with dining services. It's just been a really cool, rewarding job. A lot different than what I thought um, dietitians and DTRs would be doing. I, I kind of sort of just imagined that it would be a lot more, you know, clinical, a lot more. It's been it's been a really cool ride, just like seeing everything that uh, this credential and other dietetics credentials can do, um, and that that kind of kind of got me excited about it. Um, but I didn't know that I was going to go into the DTR credential until the the one that I met, the one that I worked under. She uh, had to meet. So um, should I talk more about that? Yeah, go and keep telling the story. We are all yours. <laughs> so I was graduating undergrad, um, feeling a little bit underprepared for the dietetic internship. So um, a little backstory about me is that I worked with dining services from literally freshman year, like first week of undergrad, all the way to graduation. Um, so I was working pretty much uh, like as, as much as I possibly could on top of doing my undergrad. Um, so I didn't have a whole lot of experience like volunteering and, um, you know, 
working under other RDs in the field. And so I was feeling a little bit underprepared. Like I, you know, didn't have enough experience to be competitive in the dietetic internship. Um, so I, you know, wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I started asking questions um, of the, you know, professors that I had and um, my boss, the current RD here. Um, and uh, I actually found out that the DTR who previously had my position was considering moving to Atlanta to um, pursue a different career and start a family and all that fun stuff. Um, and so a little light bulb kind of went off and I was like, hmm, okay, interesting. So a potential job is opening up um, that I might be interested in. And so I basically sat my boss down and I was like, um, do you think that this is something that I should pursue? Do you think that it's a good idea? Um, here's how I'm feeling. And she actually let me know about, um, I, I think it's just, I, I don't know if it's just a Georgia specific thing, but um, it's potentially available in other states that um, if you work for, I, I think it's college and university, but it could also be any schools in Georgia. Um, they have tuition assistance. It's called tuition assistance program. Um, so if you work for uh, after nine months of working for the university, they actually can cover your tuition for if you want to pursue undergrad, graduate, PhD, whatever, whatever you're interested in. Um, and there are some limits on like the number of credit hours you can do, but um, it seemed like a really cool deal because I, you know, was not financially stable at that point. And I, you know, knew that eventually I'd have to get a master's degree to be competitive as an RD. Um, so she told me about that program. And so I was thinking, you know, I could work for the university as a DTR, get my master's degree under my belt, and then go into the uh, dietetic internship. And so that's what I've been doing so far. That is such a good plan. I love a lot of times people say right time, right place, but it, it, you had the dedication to work the food service job that most college students like don't want to work for four years that allowed you to build those relationships and then be in the position to, um, take over a position. And then the, that, that tuition is so beneficial. I know there are, I I'm, I'm from New York and Pennsylvania and I'm in Missouri now and I've seen in jobs, there's, there's those opportunities. So I don't think it's just Georgia. Um, which is good because I think everyone should be able to take advantage of something like that. And so I love that, how that plan kind of just evolved for you by you thinking and not panicking or not comparing your story, but just kind of finding your own journey, which honestly is one to be envious of, because it sounds like it just kind of built upon itself. And now you have these amazing relationships that you can always rely on and have that foundation. And so grad school, I know you had the tuition assistance, or let's start with stepping into that job and passing the RD, the DTR exam. So how is that? You got that blessing. You, you heard about the advantages. What was studying for the DTR exam like? And then stepping into a position that you saw essentially a former mentor have for you. Those are great questions. Um, so the DTR exam, I was fortunate enough to be able to get the exam study booklet. Uh, it was an old one, but um, a study booklet from the previous DTR. She just held on to it and uh, passed it along to me. So I took that book and as soon as I graduated, I spent about an hour every day after work 
because um, I was still working in the nutrition office, but as a nutrition student, as I was, you know, doing for years. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would, you know, hop over to Starbucks at the end of the day and study for about an hour, um, about five times a week for about two months. Um, because I, <laughs> I have testing anxiety and I was really worried that I wasn't going to be prepared. Um, so yes, I tried to study as hard as I could. And um, the exam was not as bad as I thought it would be, but still, you know, it was, it was tough. They, they test you appropriately. Um, and, you know, I was nervous about how the DTR and also the, the RD exam work is that, you know, it shuts down once you've either passed or failed, like it won't, it won't let you go through the whole exam unless it absolutely needs you to. Um, so I was like, you know, every time I would press send, I was worried that it was going to close and it'd be like, okay, <laughs> you're done. Um, so, you know, the exam finished and then it loads for a little while. Um, I honestly cannot tell you how long it took because I'm sure it felt like a year. Um, and then immediately it pops up and tells you whether or not you passed or failed, which is just so wonderful. Um, I don't know if I would have been able to contain myself if I <laughs> had to wait a little while until after that exam to find out. Um, but it was it was great. So I, I held in my excitement because I was in a testing center where everybody was just super quiet. And then when I finally got into my car and closed it and like had myself, I was I just let out a big scream. I was like, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it was great. I passed, of course, because here I am. <laughs> Um, and then uh, starting this job after having had worked with the DTR was really, really good because, um, you know, I had essentially been her assistant for a year and a half-ish, I think. Um, so I'd seen, you know, the normal workings of the day. Um, of course, I didn't do as much as she did um, as a student worker, um, but I had seen it all. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, like seeing a whole other language starting out first date, which was which was really comforting and rewarding. Um, and so the only thing that I think I didn't expect is that the job actually expanded. It got uh, a lot bigger than I saw it be when I was a student, um, just because our program, our nutrition program has evolved and um, taken on a lot of projects and um, done some really cool stuff since I started. So, yeah. That's awesome to hear that a nutrition field is growing. And I have not heard of a diet technician working in food service alongside a dietitian. So can you just give us a play-by-play -play of like what you do as a DTR there, what projects have grown and like, if someone is listening to this and they're like, I, that's an interesting job. Like, what do, what do you do? Yeah, so I'm always baffled um, when someone says that they don't like the idea of working in food services as a dietetics professional um, because <laughs> it's so cool. I can't I can't highlight it enough. Like it's so fun. Um, first off, like I think the thing that could win anybody is there's food around you all the time. <laughs> so like, hello, if you love food, like you should love food services. Um, and it's really, really good food. So I work with the University of uh, Georgia Dining Services, and um, we pride ourselves on having one of the best, if not the best, I say the best, um, dining services for university and colleges. 
Um, so our food here is just magnificent. It's so good. Um, but so my job is um, making sure that the nutrition information for everything that we serve in all five of our dining commons is up to date. So um, we actually report all of our nutrition um, on our website. So it's called, it's a little program within the website called Build Your Plate. Um, and it sounds kind of, it kind of seems and sounds like it's like a, you know, you're ordering ahead or, or some sort of thing like that, but it's, it's literally just a nutrition app um, so that you can see the um, nutrition facts, the allergens and the ingredients for everything that we're serving. Um, and it's time sensitive. So you can see what's being served in Bolton for dinner um, next week if you wanted to, um, or you look it up for right now if you want to. Um, so it's, it's a really cool program and it takes a lot of work to make sure that it's up to date because um, I don't remember the exact number, but I think we have between one and 2,000 recipes served uh, every day. <laughs> um, it's a lot because we have five dining commons. So um, uh, thankfully we have a really cool food processor that um, it's called Food Pro that runs all of our menus and our purchasing and our nutrition. It's all housed in one program um, that, you know, once you've set the nutrition for something, as long as it doesn't change, it is always correct. So when it comes up again in three weeks, it'll be correct again. So I don't have to every single day tell, you know, the website, like, what are we serving? It just, it, it's on that cycle. So that's really helpful. I can't imagine what that would be like. Um, but uh, yeah, so I have a team of nutrition students. So undergraduate dietetic students, what I previously was, um, right now, I think we have five or six um, employed with us, and they are employed, so they get paid um, the same as any other, uh, you know, job. So they, they get paid to use their knowledge that they're learning to help me to go into the dining commons and actually take pictures of food labels. So, um, you know, if we get a pasta um, that we want to serve from now on, we go into the dining commons, get a picture of that box of pasta once it's come in, um, and we get all the ingredient information and the nutrition information. And then um, we will take that information and put it into our food processor. And so from that ingredient information, we can build recipe information, which goes out to the students. Um, and the cool thing about it is that, um, you know, pretty much anything you are interested in, you can find out um, what the nutrition info is and whether or not it's safe for you if you have any nutrition or allergy concerns, um, which we have noticed is um, definitely a huge need in our population um, and growing all the time. So um, it's been really cool to just to see that little, you know, part of life that you get to make easier for someone. Yeah. And I feel like that's such a huge plug for your university for them to be able to say like, we are, you know, we acknowledge food allergies and we have this whole system built up. So if you come to the school, you can eat confidently knowing what's in your food and have variety, but yeah, that sounds like it's a lot of thousand recipes. And then all of that, keeping it up to date and with all of the new things and new ingredients and new way of making things with plant-based movement and, and vegans and all of that things, all of those the trends that just come up in nutrition every single year has anything like stumped you with that with like 
being looking at food labels all the time, like our food allergies, anything new or um, something that you would know because you're working in the field with food service so much that you could share with us? Yeah. So, um, you know, keeping nutrition information up to date, especially at point of service is really difficult. Um, and it's become even more difficult since the pandemic. Um, so one huge challenge that we're dealing with right now is supply issues. Um, so something that we've been serving for years is no longer available. Um, and that's happening in, you know, large percentages of the food that we serve every day. Um, and so another part of my job that has evolved to become an even bigger portion of my job is making sure that the subs that we receive, the substitutions for the food items that we get in, are safe um, and nutritionally equivalent. Um, so, you know, our our executive chef is on the side of making sure that it's, you know, it's still a delicious product, still a, an appealing looking product. Um, and then it gets sent to me and the registered dietitian for um, assessing whether the allergens or the nutrition are a problem. Um, and then we can enter that information into uh, our food processor and make sure that anything that are, that changes is no, it will be visible for um, our students who are eating that item. Um, so if we do have an allergen change, which we try to avoid at all costs, just because um, a lot of our students who have allergies, they get comfortable eating certain things. Um, it's just, you know, normal habit of humans, you know, you find something that is delicious and you, you know, it doesn't make your stomach hurt or whatever situation you may have. Um, and you tend to go back to that pretty commonly. Um, if we do find something that needs an allergen change, um, we have to make sure that it's updated on our website, but also updated at point of service. Um, and that's a new development. So we didn't use to uh, report allergens at point of service. So where the student is picking their food, um, there is a little label that says the, the food item name. Um, it'll tell them whether it's vegan or vegetarian, if it's a heart healthy option. Um, and then it'll also tell them the allergens that are in that item. Uh, and so if there is something that changes, we have to make sure that all of that stuff is updated as quickly as possible so that if a student is used to getting the chicken tenders that we have um, and suddenly our chicken tenders now have a new allergen, so maybe milk is added to it. And um, a student is allergic to milk, we have to make sure that they're not gonna accidentally consume that and get sick. Um, so we, we try to work really hard and, and go quick about that sort of thing. Um, but it can, it can definitely be a challenge for sure. Yeah, it sounds that way. The more you talk about your experience and what you're doing behind the scenes, it makes me think of when I was an undergrad and in the dining services and everything is usually so fluid that you don't think about the amount of work it takes to like make sure that people know what's in the food and that things are updated. And so it's, it looks like it's just so fluid, but the work that you're doing behind the scenes is really, is a lot. It, it sounds like it's a lot. And so that's your job, but you're also getting your master's degree. So how is that juggling those classes and what made you decide to do community nutrition? That is a great question. So there was a lot that went into it for me. Um, I wanted to pursue an online master's, which they had available here um, at UGA. It's an online master's in community nutrition. And so the reason I wanted to do online is because it's flexible. Um, I could do it anywhere. 
um, but I could also do it any time. So I don't ever have to worry about leaving work to go to a class um, in the middle of the day or even having spent all day at work and then having to drive somewhere or walk somewhere to go in person to a class. Um, I've heard of people doing that and I don't know how they do that because <laughs> that's not for me. Um, so yeah, I wanted to make sure that I could do it outside of work hours and on the weekend if I wanted to. Um, when I'm, you know, less, you know, tired from all of the work things that are going on in life. Um, and then um, I also decided to take my master's one class at a time. Um, so it's kind of taken me a little while. Um, it's a, it, I think it'll be right at three years for me instead of the normal two years that people usually take for master's. Um, but it's worked out really great for me. I, the reason I decided to go for one class at a time is just because I wanted to make sure that I maintained a really good work-life balance, um, that I wasn't just absolutely burnt out at the end of it. Um, and I think it's worked really well. Um, I was originally only planning to try this one class at a time thing for the first semester just to get my toes wet. And I realized that it was perfect for me. So I just kept on with it and um, I am soon to finish in uh, May of 2022. So um, I'm so close. Just got one more class after this and I'll be done. <laughs> That's exciting. I love that you're not rushing the process. I feel like sometimes it's, you feel like you need to graduate and then go right to the internship. You're going to the RD route, but just taking your time because you're gaining so much in this, in this time that you are, you know, taking to work and to, and to do the schooling. And then you could really learn in your classes taking it one time at a time. There's no rush. You don't need to rush to find that, that necessarily end goal. Cause you're just going to be continuing to work. So I appreciate, I definitely appreciate that about your story. And so with that being said, how has being an NDTR helped you or how's taking going this route for you been working? Like, have you found any benefits that stood out to you that you want to share with us or? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I wanted to say to anyone that was considering becoming a DTR, if, if they see their story in any part of my story, I would say absolutely do it. Um, especially if you're considering to go in a sort of slower route the way that I did. Um, you, you know, you could always speed it up a little bit faster than me. I just, I took my time. <laughs> um, but the reason that I say that is because I have grown so much in these last almost four years. So in February of 2022, it'll be my four year mark of working as a DTR. Um, and in that time, I, ha I will have completed my master's degree. Um, I have paid off all of my student debt because um, you know my master's was free. So I was able to put any extra money towards my um, my student loans. So that's been really, really cool. Uh, and then I've also worked as a teaching assistant for two nutrition courses on campus. So that's been great. I've um, helped broaden the reach of the nutrition and allergen program here at Dining Services. Um, and then I've also presented at a conference for college and university food services. I'm sorry, I, there's more. <laughs> I sound like I'm bragging. Going, no, tell us. This is amazing. <laughs> Yes, um, it, it's, I couldn't, I couldn't highlight, I couldn't highlight this more that this has been such an excellent experience. So um, let's see, I'll keep going. Um, 
so I have also been published in PhD research. So my boss is currently uh, getting her PhD. And so I got to help with her research and be published under it. Um, and, you know, of course, getting to help with research. So that that's part of, you know, a little bit that I got to do. Um, I've served in leadership positions at my local professional organizations. So um, I've served as a treasurer and a nominating committee member uh, for our Northeast Georgia Dietetic Association, which has been really cool. Um, and then, as you mentioned earlier, I received an award for um, Young Dietetic Technician of the Year from the Nutrition or the Georgia Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. And then most recently, I received a scholarship from uh, the Georgia Nutrition Council, which was the Rita Water Scholarship, and it was specifically for master's students um, in the dietetics field. So um, lots of opportunities have happened since I started and I could just, I could go on. <laughs> and this all started by being a food service worker in nutrition. That's incredible. That resume like blows my mind that you've, you've had such, it's that's you've done like everything that people wanted. They're like, I need experience. And you've like, you've hit it on every published and talking and, oh my goodness. Yeah, that, that was the, the thing is like at the beginning of this, I was like, oh, I don't have this and this and this and this. And since then I've been able to gain that experience and, and those awards and all that fun stuff. So, um, I definitely feel more prepared for becoming a dietitian and going into my internship. Whereas, um, you know, almost four years ago, I wasn't feeling as confident. So, um, yeah. <laughs> it's like a whole nother, a whole nother like degree in just real life experience. Although I do have to say when you apply to the dietetic internship, it's just not going to be fair for everyone else going up against you. Cause I feel like any, any internship director is going to look at your resume and be like, well, this would be stupid not to have her on. Cause she's, she's already <laughs> such a big, a big, um, person in the field of dietetics working as a DTR. Amazing. So I did want to ask though, I love how your story has evolved, evolved, developed, but what made you decide to do the, um, master's degree first, as opposed to the dietetic internship? Cause you do have until 2024. So a lot of people are weighing those options. So I was curious, what was that deciding factor for you? Um, it was sort of a no brainer for me when I found out that tuition assistance could help me cover it in its entirety. So that was $30,000 I just got for free. Like it was just, <laughs> there was no other option that could really compare. So I, yeah, I just ran with it. I was like, yep, let me go ahead and do that while it's free to me. So yeah, no, yeah. That, makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. And you paid off your student loans. I love that too, because we just build and build and build because we keep pursuing the um, all the degrees we need. But the way you've done it, you're going to be so less stressed if you decide if you're you're that when you take that next step to become become a dietitian. That's incredible. So I'm curious. You're in Georgia, and because um, you're working in food service, so working with the clientele, the students, your staff. What is it like with the diversity? Whether if it's in the food you serve or how does that work? How is diversity affecting your, your practice there? That's a really cool question. So um, I think like most close to me, like the, the one I have the most touch on, I would say, is that my undergraduate students that I have, um, they're coming from obviously all over. 
and from different uh, diverse backgrounds. And so just being able to help them to you know, go on to the next step through this job, I would say is my way of giving back to diversity. Um, but with food services, exactly how you mentioned, so we, our students are an extremely diverse population. And so we try to mirror that um, with the food that we serve. So, you know, we're, we're in Georgia and most people would consider um, Athens, Georgia to have like a, a more of a Southern feel, um, but that's not all the food that you find here. Um, our executive director is actually from Panama and he makes it his mission to make sure that we have food from all kinds of cultures, food that I've never even considered. Um, I'll tell you my favorite thing on our menu, and I'm sorry, this may make you hungry guys, <laughs> but um, our my favorite recipe is our Brazilian fish stew. And um, I've never been a huge fish fan. Like that was something that I kind of developed as I got older. Um, but this, like you, there's, there are no words. It is so good. There's coconut flavors in there. There's some like tomato flavors in there. Um, it's got white fish and it's got a little bit of octopus in there. Um, some shrimp, like it is stunning. It is such a good recipe and the students, I don't even know if they realize how good they've got it. <laughs> and they probably won't realize until after they leave. An octopus. Wow. You, you guys have some good, yeah, you have some good food to have octopus served in one of your dishes. That's crazy. Well, yeah. And I think it's great that you're already able to give back to the students. And I think it's, you know, having that awareness of um, different cultural, cultural um, preferences or just different backgrounds and stuff when you're working with students is so important because then it just makes them feel accepted and that they can learn from you despite where you're from because you there's that open communication and respect that comes with that. And I just think that's so awesome that you're already, you're already precepting in a sense, even though they're getting paid, which is so nice, <laughs> so nice that they're getting paid. I wanted to ask too, one more thing before we kind of close out, the award you got, the Georgia Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics Young Diet Technician of the Year Award 20, 2020. A lot of people don't know that the Academy puts out awards like this, so they don't get involved in the Academy, but the Academy does care about DTRs, even though it's not the most forefront thing out there. So what was that process like for you with that award? How did that come about? So I, because I'm still on campus where I did my undergraduate, um, I am still connected with a lot of dietetics professionals in the field, um, and I had continued to stick with the Northeast Georgia Dietetic Association um, just to, you know, network, essentially, just, you know, so I know people for, for future jobs, and um, someone in NEGDA, Northeast Georgia Dietetic Association, um, actually recommended me just because they they only knew one DTR <laughs> and that was me. Um, so I, yeah, I was just lucky to be one of the DTRs that people know about. And, um, and then I got to um, sort of present my case as to why I thought I fit the bill, why I, you know, what I've done so far, essentially, uh, I guess in 2020. Um, and they, awarded it to me so <laughs> um but yeah that it's I I feel like I definitely earned it but I also want to say like there are so few DTRs that I think that the competition wasn't too steep <laughs> um so if you decide to become a DTR 
your chances of getting that award are a lot higher. <laughs> you heard it from Mariah. And also I will have to say, I do think it's part of your, your um, ability to stick to something and be consistent with it like with your food service and also like in that environment, a lot of times we just move around all the time because we want to find new opportunities, but there's something to say about growing roots in an area. And then once you have those roots, you really bloom. And it seems like you're really blooming. And cause you got a nomination for this because I wouldn't, I don't know if I would have found you on, on LinkedIn right away. So I'm, I'm so excited for the person who nominated you and anything else you've shared so much, but anything else you want to share with the NDTR audience before we close out? I think overall my message is, you know, if you're considering become a DTR or if you're considering hiring a DTR, if you are an RD and you, you know, would love some extra help, we DTRs are the bomb and um, we can do anything you need us to do besides counsel. So um, just think of your plate and, and what that looks like and see how we could help you um, because DTRs are an, ex an excellent part of the dietetics field. And um, I definitely would recommend it to anybody. So. Thank you. And one last thing, you're so approachable and you have so much knowledge. How do people, if they wanted to get in contact, contact with you, ask a question to you, how do they get in contact with you? So I do have a LinkedIn profile. Um, should I just send you the link to that and then you'll put it with the podcast description? Yeah, I'll put it okay, in the so, Yeah, so you can follow me on LinkedIn and then um, my contact information is also on the UGA Dining Services webpage under contact us, um, as well as our registered dietitians if you ever want to learn more about what it what it's like to be an RD or a DTR in college and university food services, especially under a self-operated um, facility or facilities, I guess. Um, so yeah, so if you ever want to learn more, you can reach out to us there. That's nice. I want, can you just clarify the difference between a self own and then like what the other one would be so that people understand what you're yeah. there? Cause that's important. Um, so if I know the definition properly, so self-operated, which is what we are, is that, you know, we are essentially our own company um, under university of Georgia um, who runs all of our dining commons. So we are just university of Georgia dining services. We don't operate anywhere else. Um, and then there are um, contract people who can come into hospitals or universities. Some, some of the ones that I think of are like Sodexo um, or Airmark. And they're a bigger company that comes to places to sort of, sort of cater, but not really. It, it's more like you, they become part of the culture as well, but um, they have people that they present higher to, whereas, you know, University of, dining Serv University of Georgia Dining Services, we report to ourselves and to the university, and that's it. Um, so that means that, you know, any sort of um, decisions that we make, we make based on the health and wellness of our community, of the University of Georgia, um, and also any uh, profits that we make, they go back to the university um, so that we are fully benefiting the university in that way. Um, and not to say that Sodexo or Aramark or any con contract companies couldn't do that as well, um, but that is fully why we, we continue, so. 
And that's probably why your food is so good because they're good companies, but there's definitely a specialty when you are your own entity and can do your own, your own thing. And I'll have to go by someone else's rules. That's not in that culture necessarily. So thank you for that clarification. Thank you so much for your time and everything that you're doing. Make sure you follow Mariah on LinkedIn. She has goals to become a dietitian. So you can kind of follow her career on LinkedIn, see what she's doing and just kind of have her in your, have her in your networking circle, have her in your, your connections. Cause she's definitely someone in the field you want to um, follow along. If you enjoyed this interview, make sure you give it a thumbs up, like, subscribe, comment down below something you took away from it, and we'll see you in our next spotlight.